I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the GunnaGeek network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 78 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by the man who invented fish fingers, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. You'll never guess what the secret ingredient is. Uh, it ain't fish. <laughs> yeah. Look, at, you know, there's like this place. It's like a kind of like a like a buffet sort of arrangement where you can just get like lots of meat. Uh-huh. It's called the m- m- moge. Oh, the Mo, oh, the the Moog, Moog. That's the one. The yeah, Moog, the Moog. You just go there. Yeah. And there's like, there's like only like one person there, mm-hmm. and they're usually a bit crazy. <laughs> and you say, "Oh, look, there's blood in the next room." They go, "Oh, wow, show me." And then while they're gone, you just, you know, those cigar cutters. You yes. just go Chink, 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 chink. Oh, brilliant. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, lots of spare parts there. Doesn't. I'm going to let you in a little secret in the fish finger business, Robbie. <laughs> they don't always have to be fingers. They can also be toes. Oh, I like it. I like that you're branching out into fish toes as well. Well, this is answering all why, my fish why, questions. Why does it seem more ridiculous that, like, fish, you know, fish fingers, mm-hmm. I, I suppose it's, you know, alliterative, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. fish toes, that's bloody ridiculous. Yes, fish toes is, is, is wrong and perverse. Yeah, because that would, that would assume that, you know, that they're smaller, stubbier, and that they might actually have feet down there. Yeah, I don't like to think about fish with feet walking around on the bottom of the ocean that, that upsets me deeply I'm, I'm sure that's kind of how our ancestors first crawled out of the ocean yeah that was some sort of land flippers that eventually evolved into yeah that see how well that worked out for yeah, everyone yeah that's um yeah you know what it's that it's that fucking fish's fault right. try saying that three times fast it's that fucking that, fish's fault yeah that the planet is in the state it's in now <laughs> If it wasn't for that damn fish, yeah. this planet would be a hell of a lot better. What was he thinking? He or she, <laughs> he indeed. She. It could be a female fish. Let's not discriminate. Yeah, with toes. <laughs> they already had toes before they came out. Yeah. This is my new evolutionary theory. I like it. It aligns well with what I've read it's, in the Bible. It's just, it's just called unintelligent design. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is, there's no real... I mean, there, there might be someone in charge upstairs, but he's doing a pretty shit-ass job. It's like, what's the opposite of, of, of like, omniscient? Or- <laughs> it's, it's me, isn't it? It's been like if I was God, it's like, I think those things need toes. Let's give them toes. <laughs> it's like, where's God? I oh, just taking the day off. <laughs> just feeling a bit unwell. Oh, God, there's that meteor. Poor dinosaurs. <laughs> so it was all your fault. Well, you can... On, on two levels. On very many levels, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, this is great in this theology podcast. We're, we we are talking about evolution today. Mm-hmm. The evolution of holes. Yes. And the evolution of baked goods. Good segue. Yep. <laughs> that all culminates uh-huh. into the wondrous and beautiful Donut County. Okay, I'll just start out by saying that uh, Donut County is a whole of a good game. <laughs> 
And that ends our dad joke segment. We can just turn this microphone off at this point. And we probably should. It's only going to be downhill from here. Um, so we have played a modern game. We did. We do this occasionally, I see. Just to keep people guessing. Yeah, I hate it usually. Usually, <laughs> usually because it's a modern game, it's something you choose and it's shitty. Well, this this one I think is a good choice though for you, AC, and for me too. Yeah, uh, because it's it's deceptively easy. Well, actually, it's not deceptively <laughs> easy. It's just easy and simple and, and and a good time. It's Donut County. It is Donut County, indeed. So this was actually a game that was released last year. That's right. So technically, we can't talk about this as a game of the year. <laughs> oh, we can do what the hell we want. We can. That's Who's going to stop us? I don't know. Certainly not. Game Cody Life Goff. Game Life Balance US. Those guys. Those, those guys can't even podcast. <laughs> Their country's going to heck, so I don't think they've got... They've got bigger fish to fry, AC, than us <laughs> at the moment. Although they'll probably still come after us. Yeah. So, look, yeah, it was released last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released on Steam and iOS. Uh, mm-hmm. And iPads, PS4 as well, I PS4, think. PS4, yep. I think those were the main release. And it was released uh, in Switch either late last year or early this year. Yeah, so it's basically on... Everything, more or less. Yeah. Um, but some some consoles and some systems, etc. I think it's better suited to than others. But hmm. um, this game is very very simple, as I said. Um, I'll describe the game itself, and then just quickly touch on the plot because I think I don't want to spoil too much of the plot because I think it's very cute. Yeah, it is. Um, but basically, what this game is is it presents you with a little three D scene, like maybe someone's backyard. There's like an animal, like an anthropomorphic, <laughs> an anthropomorphic animal. You know, like a like a cat with a hat or something on it. You know, yep. just for example, <laughs> just plucking out of thin air that one. Yep. Who I've never I've never seen a cat in a hat before in my life. No, no. Um, we should patent that. Yeah, it's a good idea. Trademark it. I like this. Um, anyway, so you know, and then and what happens is you you click your mouse or you press the button on the on your controller or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. and a hole appears, and then you can move that hole around, and things fall into the hole. It starts very small. As things fall into it, like pebbles and, and Coke cans and things, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you can fit more things into the hole. The holes it, get pretty big. Until eventually you've sucked up everything in that level. And and the scale of the level can shift a lot. So it could be someone's backyard, and the biggest thing you suck into the hole is like their entire house yep. at the end of the level, once you've sucked every, everything else into the hole. Yeah, and um, like cliffs come down and yeah, like big rocks. Like, again, depending yeah. on the scale of the level, mm. it can go from a pebble... Right up to like sucking up like you know massive city blocks and stuff like that, but it doesn't often get to that extreme. But it is there in the game. It know? is yeah. yeah, towards the end especially. Um, I think there's there's a there's a lot of good things to say about this game. Mm. I think the best thing about it is it's it's very chill. Yeah, like it's just very easy going. It's pretty simple. If nobody has played a video game before, I would suggest that this is a good place to start. Mm. And. It's just very... All you need to do is just move the hole around and suck things up. There are a couple of different puzzle levels mm. where you do need to do things a little bit differently and think a bit laterally. Yeah, but it is... It's not... Yes, there are some quasi-puzzly things. Yeah. Um, and it does get... The mechanics do kind of ramp up <clears throat> a bit where you get some certain abilities and things later in the game yeah. that, that make it a bit more challenging. But a lot of the game boils down to like wiggling your hole around so that like the four-poster bed you're trying to make fall into the hole... like flops and because f- the physics is really good and you can kind of like rummage 
yeah, the so hole around to make things sort of shake and fall down the hole. So sometimes things are resting yeah. on other things. So, yeah. for example, there might be a milk crate with a, um, a coffee cup on top. Mm-hmm. And you can't fit the milk crate in, but a corner goes in. Yes. That's, and then the coffee cup falls, falls over. Off, yes. And then you swallow up the coffee cup and get bigger and then you can swallow the milk crate. Yeah, it's a lot of little things like that. And I think the design for this must have been a lot of fun to sort of have enough items in each level that are the right size that, you know, so that you can still yeah. have some challenge rather than just create a massive hole where just everything falls into it. It's a, there's a bit of clever design um, in the way that they sort of set out which items are where and things like that. Um, it, it's very, yeah. it is very clever in the way and it uses different scenery, different cityscapes and mm. like restaurants. There's a, there's a pretty fun restaurant level where you're not entirely sure what to do at first. Mm. That has a lot of cockroaches and stuff in it. That's right. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yes. So, basically, all of this is told in a lot of flashbacks. So, I'll give you some basic story here. Mm. But um, there is a, a rather uh, cheeky raccoon yes. called BK. Yeah. And he has taken over the local donut shop. And he has an offsider who is a human. I think the one of the only humans in the game. Yeah, she's the only human. And the rest of the town is all anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. And so those two are friends and they, they like use social media like a, like a, yeah, they text a lot. They do text, you know, with each other. And, and it's really good. The texting is actually really funny. And one of the, I think a really good mechanic in the game, because you have to kind of keep hitting the button to to keep texting. And there's some very funny sequences involving texting that, and it's kind of, it has to do with their friendship. And of course, like the, the cheeky raccoon is the one controlling the donuts, delivering the donuts as it's called. Yeah. Which is just holes. that He works in the donut shop. People order donuts. And he sends a hole after them. What he does is he makes holes appear in there. And and, yeah. And there's this sort of bigger story about raccoons in general and what they're, what they're up to in the world at large. And, and, you know, it's sort of, comes together plot wise towards the end it um, does and as i said it's told through flashbacks because yes. at the start everyone is in like the whole town and like the remains of said town yeah. are basically in like caverns underneath the earth yeah they're falling through this sort of like cavernous space and yeah, they're all just so, sitting yeah they can't get up <laughs> they're all sitting around a campfire complaining yeah about how they got there and um, not like although the raccoon is to blame like mm. you know they all kind of blame each other a little bit and like talk about like their grievances with each other and the rest of the town like the mm. the cat has a restaurant that has really like shitty soup yes that was a good effort. that was a, f- a very funny <laughs> level it's still, like infested with cockroaches so yeah. and you know it's like you know I, sh- I did you a favor by sucking up your your like little shop into the ground you know at least it, it'll pass health pass health inspection now yeah you like, know like little pithy stuff like that and it, it yeah. really builds the characters and makes them feel makes the feel uh, the town feel lived in despite the fact there's no town left that's right yeah it, there's a lot of charm to this game a lot of character I, I really like the. I love the characters I, I love the the interaction between them the writing is really A plus it, it's spot on um, uh, like for example everything you everything that you make fall into your hole um, is labelled as trash by the raccoons and given and, and they describe it in a in a trashpedia. This is um, the great thing between the levels yeah, so, as well. So, so you can actually go through the list of items. Yeah. Yeah. So oh sorry, dropped my thing on the ground. Um anyway, moving on. There is uh yeah, there's this trashopedia that comes up at the end of every level. And if you want, you can just read descriptions for every single item. There's also I mean, one of the fun things with the game is what you're really doing in each level apart from apart from just sucking up all the stuff, is you're you're making people's lives bad. You're, you're making people fall into the hole. Yeah. And at some point in every level, you make someone fall into the hole, and then at the end of the level, you watch them plummeting 
endlessly, Through seemingly endlessly, and it says "Great Delivery." <laughs> it looks really, really funny. Yeah, and I have left that. I have left, and the music on that screen is great. Mm. And I have left it on that screen for a, for longer than I probably should. Just watching like a little cartoon, like fox or something, just tumble through. <laughs> just kind of flailing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Trashpedia thing uh, just has mm. a lot of of the items. It gives them a funny name, mm. and then it gives it a weird description as well. Yeah, and. I didn't realise this until about halfway through the game. Like, I mm. saw it there and I just didn't really bother clicking on it because I just wanted to keep playing the game. Then after a while, I started reading it and I kind of went, oh, I kind of want to go back now and read all of those <laughs> entries. Yeah, yeah. Because they are, they are very good. Like, some of them are very funny. Like, I've got some here. I'll just read out a couple. Yeah, sure. Just give you an example. Because okay. it's actually funnier just to play the game, really. Yeah. Um, B. A B is very hyper and they like to kiss their mum's butt. That's one. <laughs> or... Picnic basket, a pretty common type of treasure chest. That sort of thing. Like, it's just yeah. clever little, like, funny takes. Because you realise after a while that it's the raccoons who are writing this. Yeah. And they don't understand human civilization particularly well, but they, they kind of get it. So, you yeah. get these, like, they'll describe things in a sort of, like, a not quite right way, which is, is, is really amusing. It, um, is a, it is a clever, just little thing, because mm. what we also should mention is the game's not that long. No, it's just quite a short experience. And I think that works for it. Yes. Uh, I, I played this in one sitting. It only took between two, three hours, I think. I just I just really got into it, and I mm. just, just... I was going to take it away with me when I went uh, down to the beach mm. last weekend. I ended up starting to play it, like, on the Thursday night before, and then I finished it in mm. one night, and I kind of went, <laughs> that was awesome! Oh, now I made myself sad because I'm not going to bring it on on holiday with me. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then Maria played it as well. I think uh, after we got back cool. last uh, Monday night, and she finished it in one sitting as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I played it in two sittings, but I will say mm. that the second one I came back and I only had like three or four levels to go. Yeah. So, um, which I kind of expected to be the case. Um, but yeah, it is a short game. It's only eighteen dollars Australian, on which Steam. is good. So, so in America, and that's even less. That's probably like fifteen. Probably even less, like twelve or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So um, very affordable. The plot is is very adorable. The writing's great. It's it's a game that will have you smiling the whole way through. One thing I want to say that I think is really great that we haven't talked about yet, and yeah. it's very subtle, but it just gives you a sense of how like well made this game is. Uh-huh. And you and when I mention this, you'll you'll go yes. Yeah. One thing that cracked me up consistently is the fact that as you move your hole around the level to start with, they don't notice it. Hmm. They don't notice that you're doing it, but then at some point, the character, like whether it's like I don't know, like a a dog lying on a on a lilo drinking a you know cocktail, mm. or like a mm, crocodile that lives in a you know mobile home or something, they'll notice that you're moving the hole around, and they'll start to watch it with great interest, and their yeah. heads will actually turn following the hole, and it makes you feel really mean, like as you <laughs> suck up all this stuff. All their personal possessions and then them yeah. as well. And they, them they don't react no. other than like just looking at the hole. Sometimes they get scared. Like there was yeah. one, I think it was the character in a mobile home who would stick his head out the roof. Yeah. There's a little hatch in the roof and he'd look around. And then as your hole gets close to his, his trailer, he kind of slams the door shut yeah. and like hides inside of it. Like, so they, the, the fear or like just the fact that they know that you're doing this to them. Is very funny, I think. Um, I think it's it's well played, but yeah. let's let's talk about the systems that we played it on because, as we mm. mentioned, it's on a lot of different things. Yeah, and you played it uh, on PC via Steam, I do believe. Yeah, that's right. I got it on Steam, and I was playing it with the mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that would be. I was like, this seems like a game that would work well with the mouse, mm-hmm. so I'll try it. Without, I didn't bother getting my controller out. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I was right. I was right. That seems like the optimal way to play that game, either with a touch screen or with a mouse. It's a bit funny because what I, what I, just to explain, you're not actually getting one to one control with the hole with yeah. the mouse. Okay. You're moving a cursor, and then the the hole kind of moves to where that cursor is. So oh, you like you really? like move, I didn't know that. You move your cursor over here, and then the hole kind of goes, uh-huh. you know, and it kind of follows. Um, yeah, that kind of makes sense because you don't want the hole to be zipping around everywhere because then it yeah. wouldn't swallow anything up. Yeah, and so you get it's a, it keeps it at a slower pace. It does make it a little bit tricky when you're trying to like because some levels actually you have to avoid certain things. Like yeah. you don't want to suck up a particular thing right away. You want to get well. I know there was one level where this guy was sleeping on um on a chair, and for some reason I decided I want to suck him up last. So I got yeah. everything else in the level. I'm not sure whether you were supposed to do that. Or I don't think I so. Remember, I don't, but I, I don't do, think you I, need to. But. I did it. And <laughs> yeah. I had to sort of avoid him, you know? Because he was asleep and I thought it was really mm. cute. So that like the, if all his stuff goes in the hole first and then the last thing I'll get is is him. And I used to do the, like little tricks. Like I try and get... Like with the guy on the chair, I wanted to get him in the hole still asleep. I didn't want to wake him up. Yeah. So that's why I left it till last and moved a very big hole right underneath him so that... <laughs> So that there wouldn't be any of that wobbling that happens when your hole is too small. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted him and the chair and his little, like, you know, boombox to, to go straight down into right the down. hole, you know? So, um, yeah, like, that's a little bit of, I don't know, what do you, what do you call that? Like, making the game hard for your, for your, for your own yeah, amusement? Yeah, you're giving yourself a bit of, yourself a bit of a challenge. Because don't get, don't get me wrong, this is not in any stretch a challenging game. It not is really. anyone can But it's get not meant this. to be. It's just meant to be fun, yeah. I think. Yeah. So I played it on Switch. Uh, and I was waiting for this to come out on Switch because I thought it, it would be like the ultimate Switch game in a mm. lot of ways. Like, you know, cheap, uh, you can, you know, and portable. And, you know, I don't use Apple infrastructure, so I don't have an iPad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what happened was I probably would have played the entire game mm on the touch screen but i really wanted to see the graphics better yeah yeah fair enough it is a beautiful game so i played about the first third of the game with the touch screen and that worked out pretty well you can still use the um uh the analog sticks on the switch if you need to but i was like moving the hole with my finger and the thing is like this the switch screen although it is technically a portable system is not very big mm. and my eyesight is terrible mm. so i actually wanted to see how good the graphics were and i couldn't see little like little details like mm. uh, there's like something when you finish a level or when it's loading rather <clears throat> the um it says like the 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 raccoons have like a little message down the bottom like mm. uh, we eat your trash or we love your trash or something. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't read that on Switch. Mm. And there were other things I couldn't read very well, so I, I popped it back in the dock, okay. which means you have to use the analog sticks, and that's it worked okay. I think a mouse would have worked better in that mm. case, but not really an option. Yeah. So I really uh, I had a great time with it. But I, I reckon a mouse or a, like a bigger touch screen, like yeah. on a tablet, may have may have worked a bit better. But it didn't diminish the experience too much. Yeah, like when I, when I when I realised it was on it was on iOS because I didn't initially do my research. I just bought it on Steam and started playing it. You know, hmm. yeah. When I realised it was on iOS, I thought, yeah, that's if someone has an iPad, I would probably recommend they get it on the iPad because it yeah. doesn't seem like it's a very graphically demanding game. It would probably run fine on, no, a, no, on even on an old iPad. Games. It would probably be fine. Um, so, I mean, it's a bit redundant at this stage, but um, would you recommend this game? Oh, I just wanted to say one last thing before I give my review, sure. which I think is important to reflect on, is that this is not a challenging game at all. And a lot of people think, and a lot of the theory out there about video games is that the pleasure of a video game comes from 
challenge and like overcoming a challenge and feeling like you've achieved something and things like that and that that false sense of achievement that video games give you is like it triggers happy centers in your brain and makes mm. chemicals go and hooray you feel like you've had a, you've had a good time with a game but this game is completely different to that it's 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 actually not about challenge it's about the satisfying feeling of watching things fall in a hole you know it's almost yeah. like it's almost like popping it's like popping bubble wrap or something it's like it's just satisfying to do it you know, like it's not actually challenging in any way at all, but it's just fun to do the thing, you know, to make the things fall in the hole. Yeah. And I, I was just struck by that, by the fact that I'm having a lot of fun with this game, but it is not challenging me in any way. Hmm. And, and anyone, you know, you know, over the age of, say, four could beat this game. Yeah. You know, um, and that doesn't detract from the experience at all. So I think that's just cool and worth and worth sort of pointing out. Hmm. Um, but yeah, my review, yeah, I, I think it's it's a great game. It's one of those ones that actually across the board I would recommend for almost anyone. And I very rarely say that. Most of my re- recommendations are like, oh, if you like this kind of thing, yeah. you know, like very qualified recommendation. But this one is actually like a blanket recommendation for anyone. And I do agree with you. I think it would be a great game for a kid. Um there's some humor in there that a kid wouldn't get, but it's not like gross humor. It's just like just a bit above there, like in, like you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. the texting stuff especially. I, I'm not sure they would get the jokes in that stuff. No, but, but they don't really need to. No, like to enjoy the game. Like that's 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 just a little bit of a flourish. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the writing's great. The 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 gameplay is is just really fun and satisfying. What's not to like, mm, really? That's true. You know? Yeah, unless you want to see numbers go up or you want a hard time, <laughs> this is a great game. Yeah. So how about you, AC? Yeah. Look, um, I I also highly recommend this game. It's just it's just a bit of fun, mm. and it's also good for adults and kids um, alike in the fact that it doesn't take very long and doesn't require huge amounts of brain power to to yeah. get through. Because you know, like we come home, we're tired from work, and sometimes you want a challenge, and sometimes you just want things falling into a hole. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> And that is just what this game provides. And I think that's um, that's pretty special. And mm. I do like the fact that it's not long. I like the fact that it's not simple. Uh, th- sorry, I like the fact that it is simple. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really matter what platform you play it on. I'm happy that it's got so many different options out there. I think you'd have a fun time on any of them, really. I think so, yeah. 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 It doesn't diminish too much if you play it on Switch and you can't read all the tiny text. like Because, once again, that's just a little piece of, mm. of what is icing on the cake of a good game so yeah look you get a full recommendation from me just uh play it and chill out now rob mm. you kind of made a new year's resolution this year i suppose to, you could call it that you yeah. could yeah i mean you know we, as we were going into this year and you didn't you didn't call it like uh, a resolution exactly no this isn't like the un here <laughs> However, <laughs> hold me to account for my words. <laughs> that would get you up in front of you. I didn't play enough games this year. Murder him. Kill him to death. <laughs> kill him to death. What a what a great UN resolution that is. Just yeah. some old English king, the king of the UN. Kill him to death. At least they're getting something done. I sentenced you for to once. be murdered, sir. Actually, doing things. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to become king of UN. It, like that's like that's just so wrong in so many different ways. But King of UN, that's my new title. So you did say you were going to play more games this year. And I, did. I think I think Donut County inspired you to yeah, play. Well, it was Pico Nico inspired me. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah. Um, to kind of play more simple, shorter, kind of bite-sized, more fun games. I think. And you've actually been playing something else, haven't you? Yeah, I've been looking around for 
simple experiences, short, simple games. That's why you do a podcast with me. It's very different to what I normally am into. I think I'm enjoying the fact that I'm playing games that I just normally wouldn't play, you know, because I'm always about the strategy games and always about the big RPGs and stuff. But um, yeah, I picked up a game called Kingdom, which has been around for a while now. This is not a new game. It's been around for a rule. Maybe four or five years now. Oh yeah, um, that's still recent for me. Yeah, it's relatively recent, but it's not. It's not like the latest, greatest thing or anything. Mm. And there's been like sequels and things. This is this is the original Kingdom, or like I think they call it Kingdom Classic now on on Steam because there's been all these different versions of it or whatever. I haven't kept up with all this Kingdom lore. I just bought this because <laughs> it was three bucks because it was on sale. You see? So, so it's a Steam game. Steam game. Um, it is also I think you can get it on on Mac and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's hard to describe succinctly. I could give you a very reductive explanation or I could just tell you how the game plays. Just tell me how it plays. So the game starts with you're uh, you're in a forest. This is pixel graphics. It's actually very beautiful though. It's so that the way it looks is um, you've got... Are we talking kind of like 8-bit or 16? It's sort of 8-bit. Probably 16-bit. It's in that kind of half... mm, Hard to tell. Like 8-bit but better than 8-bit could ever look. Yeah. Okay. I know um, what you mean now. Yeah. And in the foreground, this is, 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 is always like a lake or like a river. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like the path that you walk on. And it's it's just a side-scrolling left and right. It's a single okay. flat plane of motion, left or right. All right. Um, and everything that is sort of on the top half of the screen gets reflected in the water. So that makes it look very pretty. I mentioned the water just because it's this it's this constant feature of the game that mm-hmm. makes things look and the whole nice. game is just this. Uh, yeah, so it's in a kind of a forest to start with. You're on a horseback. You're a king or a queen. Um, when you die, you just switch gender. Um, and it says some text like, oh, the king has to survive or something like that, you know. Yeah. And then um, you start wandering and there's like woodland creatures and stuff that, you know, 8-bit woodland creatures that run away from you. Um, eventually you come across some money on the ground. You pick up that money and then a coin purse appears. This is like basically o- the only UI in the game is this coin purse. You don't. It never tells you. It never gives you a figure. It never gives you like a numerical figure of how much money you have. You just look at your coin purse and go, "Oh, I've got about three coins in there, or about, <laughs> oh, I just have a lot of coins." Yeah. In there. Okay. Right. And you scoop up your coins. It goes into your coin purse, and then you and then you use that money. I love the fact that a king has a, like a little coin purse. It's it's really quite a weird perspective on royalty, actually. This game <laughs> because you pick up that money, right, and then you keep riding, and then there'll be a little campsite, and you. Throw a coin or two out. You throw the coins into the ground, and these yeah. little little dudes, little pixelated dudes, run over, pick up the coin. They pick up the coin. They stop wearing the rags they were wearing at the campsite, and they have this sort of like nice little uniform. And they start walking off towards your camp, which starts off as just a fireplace. Mm-hmm. You spend a few coins. It turns into a tent. Uh, you can, and then also there's like two shops appear. Okay, one shop you can spend coins on, and it makes hammers. And one shop you spend coins on that makes bows. And the guys you've just recruited, if there's a hammer or a bow available, they'll run over and pick it up. You're not actually telling them what to do. You're just throwing coins. That's the whole game is you're just spending money. So you before you were saying you had to grind for these coins, what do you have no, to no, do? You don't do grind at all. No, so you're just wandering along and you've picked them up. Initially, the first set oh, of so coins they you just get, found items. Yeah, because it's the start of the game. Uh-huh. Never else in this game, but at the start of the game, they'll just give you some coins. Okay. Um, you, so yeah, you've gone to a campsite, you've recruited some guys, you've gone to your fireplace and turned it into a tent with some shops. You spend money on the, you, you spend two coins, I think, and it creates a bow. Mm-hmm. Your little dude goes over, picks up the bow. Then he starts looking around, he sees a rabbit, 
he shoots arrows at rabbits mm-hmm. and coins appear when they kill when he kills the rabbits. <laughs> I knew it I knew it all along. Rabbits are full of coins. <laughs> it's apparently in this game everything's full of coins. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to start chopping down trees in a minute and just see what happens. <laughs> but anyway, so he'll collect coins to hunt basically. If you come near him, he'll like wander over to you and just give you all the coins he's picked up. Nice. Um, he works for you now. This sounds like a capitalist society, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> it's good if you're the king. <laughs> um, and then you, you, if you have a hammer, if you make a hammer in the hammer shop, a guy will pick it up and he becomes like a, hammer, like a, like a, a worker, basically. And the workers you use to develop stuff, there'll be little spots on the ground that'll have like three little holes, like three coins. You put three coins into that and, the, and like scaffolding appears. And a hammer guy, if you have one, will run over and start like hammering on it and it'll turn into like something like um like a wall or a tower you have to build walls and towers around your little campsite because there's a day night cycle and at night monsters come out and attack your your camp oh so this is why you need a certain amount of bow guys and you need some walls so that the first time there's like... And it's not, it hasn't happened every night. It happens like occasionally. So I'm beginning to see why this call is called Kingdom because that's exactly what you're building. You're building up a kingdom and as you go, your camp gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. Your tent turns into like a little like fort and then the fort turns into like a castle, you know? And the walls go from like wood, like sort of palisades to like, mm. you know, solid wooden walls to like brick walls. Your towers go from little like, you know, wooden towers with one archer guy in it to like a a big tall stone tower with like maybe three or four even more arches in it. You can eventually build a little catapult making machine, which makes catapults, which is great because it uses physics. When when the catapults hurl the the stones, it goes like over your little wall, maybe bounces on the wall oh, and then okay. like crush, bounces along crushing all the monsters. Then Do like, you have any control over that? You have zero control over anything except your horse uh-huh. and giving coins to people. Okay, That's why I described it on Twitter as a game where you give all your money to people. <laughs> That's all you do. Um, and every day, if you survive a monster attack, you, a chest appears in your town and gives you a bunch of money for surviving the night. So you get topped up constantly. Your your hunters will top you up with can, money. Can you die in this game? Like, is it possible yes. to get a game over? So the way you die is if a monster, if monsters manage to break into your camp and they hit you, if they hit you, uh-huh. your crown falls off. It oh. goes, it bounces. Yep. And if a monster picks up the crown and runs off with it, you've lost the game. Ah, so you have like a little you've chance. You've lost your kingdom. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like Sonic where you have a chance to get your crown, basically. Get your rings back. Um, so it does create some funny scenarios like, you know, I'll build up a few walls. And like, this is always in a 2D plane. Yeah, it's all 2D. You're just moving left and right. And and there's little extra features like there's temples and like weird like statues and things in the forest, like outside of your camp that you can go to. And I assume if you give them enough money over time, it unlocks stuff i haven't played the game enough to really explore so you haven't finished that. it yet no i don't i don't know whether it does it have an ending i wonder ac whether it does that i haven't looked into that but it could just be one of those like almost like a dwarf fortress game where like eventually you just die and it just keeps going and going and going because it is basically like a tower defense yeah you know you're building up your your defenses and then there's waves of enemies that come at night you know okay um, so are, are you can you save your game you can so- save yeah so if you're doing well you can save and quit and, but what it does is if every time you quit out it saves so you can't you can't like you know save scum oh, okay. basically yeah you, you just gotta save and quit save and quit that's the only option um, uh, and then when you die you lose all your progress <laughs> and you kind of start again although I do wonder whether like some of the coins you put into those statues and those things that are outside of town might carry over from game to game because I'd like to think that that, that I'd, I'd like there to be some carryover 
from from failed attempts in the past, so this, that you're not just. This sounds like it would make a pretty good um, like portable game as well. Actually, yeah, it's simple enough that I think it would work well on an iPad. I think I'm actually even saying this out loud. I'd be surprised if it's not on iOS because it seems like the kind of thing that would be. You know, and do you reckon you're just gonna? How many hours have you played of this game so far? Uh, only a little bit, maybe three or four. I want to put a bit more time in it just to see. Because I've gotten into more like the middle tier of the game where I had stone walls and really large towers with like, you know, six or seven arches in them. And like the waves of enemies become quite intense. Like there's a yeah. lot of them. And you end up with like several different layers of defenses. Like you'll have like, a, you know, outer rings and then inner rings. And then, you know, then your last your last sort of two walls around your campfire is kind of like your last defenses. Like ah, okay. you run into the middle there. And I've been doing things like kind of I'll watch the battle from a safe distance and then like if a wall breaks down everyone has to sort of run back to the next <laughs> the next wall and kind of keep the fight up yeah it's yeah it's a very simple game um you're just giving people money and then the ai does everything else that can be a little bit frustrating when you want the ai to do things and it's not quite doing it um yeah. usually it's really good it sounds some, like being like a, a manager or, or a supervisor in real life yeah <laughs> it's it, there's a few little different games like this there's another game i can't think of the name of right now that is similar to this in the sense that you're, oh, like, I can't remember the name of it. It's quite good. There are heroes that fight monsters and stuff. You know, it's like D and D shit. They go out and they fight monsters and rescue maidens or whatever. And you know, def- yeah, all that kind of stuff. Hidden temples and stuff. But you don't actually control them. You just like pay them to do it. <laughs> like it's it's a similar kind of thing where you're not actually like fighting. You're just kind of recruiting and, and developing and stuff. Yeah. So quite a different game, and th- that <clears throat> keeps it very simple because you, then you're not worrying about controlling your army and all that kind of crap it kind of almost sounds like it is kind of tower defense defense simplified but also kind of sounds like a management sim simplified as well a little bit yeah i think you have to be very like the first time i played through the game i made some mistakes and spending my money i got too many hammer guys basically okay you only need like a few really one or two to start with yeah and i bought like three or four and it was just a waste of my money um so i think there's like kind of an optimal way to play the game you could probably figure out you know the, the optimal path if you like, just by spending your coins wisely. Uh, and after you figure that out, the game will probably lose its interest. But oh, I haven't okay. got to that point yet. So. Well, that's good. Yeah, keep yeah, playing. Pretty fun. And for three bucks, that was on sale, I should mention. Cool. But that's a pretty good value for money proposition. And I'd like to know if it's actually finishable or not. Like if there yeah. is an end game or if it is like Dwarf Fortress where everyone just becomes inbred hicks and just kills each other. Yeah, just just it gets overwhelming at some point. Because it <laughs> felt like it felt almost like one of those arcade games where like it just kills you. Like eventually it just becomes too hard and you yeah. just can't win. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels. But I'm curious if there is an end game. Yeah. Mm. I'll look into that for you. So that's been me gaming wise. Um, a lot of stuff happening in my life, but I might leave that for a, a bit later in the in the year, perhaps. Um, what are you doing, AC? Oh man, you're leaving us on a very salacious note there, Robbie. <laughs> very salacious indeed. <laughs> uh, Some look, might say scandalous. Well, look, I'm not the one to print out newsletters and hand them out to random people on the streets about your life, <laughs> no. but actually, I am. <laughs> You're doing a good service for the public. Well, people need to know what you look like and how to avoid you, especially in public situations. It could get awkward. <laughs> Have you seen this man? <laughs> it's, it's like an anti-reward. It's like the police go, we know we know about him. We just don't want to know about him. <laughs> just try and keep him in his home. Um, so last weekend, we went down to the coast again, uh, down to the beach, because mm-hmm. it is uh, for all of our northern hemispherical brothers and sisters. It's summer in Australia, or at least it was until last week. 
Mm. So it's quite hot still. Uh, we went down to a little place we love on the south coast of New South Wales called Turos Head. I feel like the last three episodes you've been talking about going to the beach. I have. Yeah. I have. Yeah. All, all, I, this is actually the second time we've been. Okay. So I, we prob- I probably talked about it the first time when we went. Then I came back and mm. then we wanted to go again. Then we organized to go again uh, and then we actually went again. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so... Uh, like, as I said, this is the second time. We just wanted to spend an extra day there so mm. we could have a bit more time to relax. The weather was actually a bit better this time, nice. um, for better or worse. I say worse because May and I have to wear, like, you know, like thick sunglasses to actually see anything at mm. all. <laughs> uh, but May loves the beach. She mm. loves the sand. She loves playing in the water. Um, the features of the beach had actually changed a bit this time. Okay. Uh, there used to be like, uh, when we went there in, in January, there was like this little inlet. Okay. Uh, that was on the beach, which was like a nice little paddling space. And that had basically the, the formation of the beach had changed since then. So it was just looked more like a normal beach, Mm. but it was still lots of fun. When the tide goes all the way out, um, there's these sandbars. So basically almost like little like lines islands of sand that kind of appear out of the water mm. they actually kind of wade or even just walk across the water to get to so it's almost like a secondary beach mm. okay. um and it's it's a lovely place we had a um a cabin uh, that was right on the beach like overlooking everything so nice it was very nice and relaxing for us which i think we really needed uh and this was just the last chance to take may to the beach uh, this summer and for Maria and I just to kind of relax and, you know, take stock a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Definitely need a bit of that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, we do. We did. And, you know, we just had a just a nice time. It was great to have two days there where we didn't have to worry about packing up the next day. What <laughs> it was, was weird. That? We just heard a weird noise coming from Andrew's study, I think. I don't know what that was, actually. Everything should be like turned off in there. Okay, that's weird. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Live podcasting. How guess, about that? I guess the house is haunted. Well, oh, oh, well. <laughs> are we haunting the ghosts or the, are the ghosts haunting us? We're probably haunting the ghosts, actually. Yeah. Because I go into a room with a ghost and just strip naked and just say, I want your ectoplasm, baby. And that usually gets them out. I don't know why. It's weird. As good as an exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stand in people's living rooms naked all the time and tell them it's an exorcism. <laughs> Been arrested three times so far this year. <laughs> So, it's a pretty good track record, though. It is. How often you actually do that. Um, so, Turos was, was just lovely. Um, but before we went to Turos, we got all of our boxes. Okay. So, before uh, we left Japan, we bought a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. put them in about six boxes, and got them shipped back to us via sea mail. Right. So, about six, seven weeks later, we got said boxes... Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like Christmas in the fact that <laughs> we forgot totally what we bought. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, like opening all this stuff was great. So I did actually do a lot of gaming uh, in the past week or so. Awesome. That's convenient because this is a video game podcast. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> uh, so some of the highlights, I won't talk about everything, mm-hmm. um, but I got some Famicom games. Um, I got a, a game... Based on an anime, which a lot of people are familiar with, called Lupin the Third. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a platformer. Yep. It's shithouse. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of... I just saw the fact that it was a platformer, and mm. I thought there might be hope. 
Yeah. I played it and the controls are shit. Mm. And you do anything wrong and you die. Oh, no. Maria played it and she had the exact same opinion. So it wasn't just me. I was playing this other game which was interesting called Flying Hero, which is. Look, it's it's kind of like a breakout or almost like a game and watch game. Just I'm with listening. More graphical. Breakout, you say? Well. Let's not go nuts. But basically, (laughs) you've got a little dude on a trampoline and you're going back and forth. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the dude kind of bounces on your little trampoline and rescues people out of burning buildings. And little bits of fire are falling below. So you need to avoid the fire and hit the people who are being saved. And eventually all the people are saved and you move on to the next level. That sounds familiar. It might be i don't i've I don't never know. seen this game before maybe um, it just maybe it just sounds like something i play but it actually sounds a lot like um the game and watch game fire where people are jumping out of a burning building and you catch them on the trampoline and have to bounce them ah, to an ambulance but this is this is different because you're saving the people with your trampoline skills Co- yeah you're just like a really of- good trampoline guy yeah and it's trampolinist I, oh it didn't like i got this game for 100 yen like a buck and i didn't have high hopes for it but it was actually one of the more enjoyable games that i got cool <laughs> i like it simple as well yeah it's yeah. I, I have to show you that one actually okay. it's um it's a bit of fun huh all right um i got another couple of games which i'll talk about a bit later one of them is by the same maker as river city ransom uh, only it's a platformer and you have a mallet okay and it's it's pretty cool. Is it? Is it just that Donald Duck game? <laughs> it's not that Donald Duck game. Thank okay, because that was all right. I thought it's not a bad game, but this is this is definitely in that style. I like I like mallets. I think that's an underutilized weapon. I think because I grew up in the eighties watching Warner Brothers as you did. Yeah, see. yeah. I have a lo- I have a love for mallets and anvils and TNT. Anvils especially. Anvils are an unutilized weapon in video games. That's true. I think. Yeah, they really are. Uh, for the Super Famicom, I got. I actually got two Salem Moon games. One of them is a puzzle game, which I'd heard was okay, and I kind of like messing around with puzzle games. Mm. Uh, not that great. <laughs> it's kind of a match three sort of thing, and uh, I played it for a bit and kind of went, yeah, I kind of get this now, but I don't like it. <laughs> uh, and the other Salem Moon was Salem Moon R, which is a beat-em-up game, which is kind of interesting to see, uh, like, because... I've watched a bit of Sailor Moon with my wife. Right. So I get the basic premise of it. And looking at all these sailor scouts going along and just wailing on like enemies <laughs> is pretty funny. And it's actually pretty fun to do. I think that I'm, I'm not very familiar with this franchise, AC, mm. but I don't know they get into a lot of fist fights in that show. Look, a lot of it's just magic based. But yeah. They'll wail on people occasionally. Well, they're not really kicking a dude in the head, are they? Much? Oh, they might. They'll occasionally they might do that. Why not? Sometimes you've got to kick a guy in the head, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> it just happens in life. Well, you got to, really. <laughs> I don't know. Look, again, I'm very, I'm very unfamiliar with, with that. I, I've, everything it's, it's I know a, about that game, that series, I've picked up through osmosis. So, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, look, it's not really marketed towards people like you and me. Um, I just watched it with Maria, and it, you know, it's a bit of fun, but once again, it's just not really my thing. Okay. Um, but the game was fun, and it's, I think it's two-player, so I might actually want to play through this with Maria, because it turns out this game is actually hard. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the Sailor Moon games are actually really challenging. There's wow. a Sailor Moon fighting game called Super S, which is super, super difficult. I think wow. you and I may have played it at some point Man, I on a stream. Out of my mind. Yeah, you may have. It's a... Uh, it's a bit of a tough one, actually. Hmm, okay. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, I got 
I'll mention two, three other things. Uh-huh. One of which, uh, and you'll love this, uh-huh. I got Arkanoid 2. <gasps> Not only that, but I got the paddle as well. <gasps> so there is a paddle accessory, which is an analog paddle, which is kind of like the arcade. Uh-huh. And I need to get Arkanoid 1 as well, because that would be good, because I just got the pack with Arkanoid 2 in it, and it's... Um, you got the paddle, I see the I paddle. I do, I do. It's fun, mm-hmm. also hard. Does the paddle help? Yes. Is it a good paddle? It is a good... It, let's just say it's responsive. Okay. Let's also say it's over-responsive. Yeah, because that was one of my little concerns, is that like, if the mouse sensitivity is too high, kind of... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, to be fair, mm. those paddles are basically the same as they are in the arcade. Okay. They're actually quite sensitive, and they don't require a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we're not used to that sort of movement anymore. We don't play paddle-based games. No. So people who are you know, like using the paddle to dial it, you know, are kind of a bit more subtle and know what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas us is just like turning it back and forth, like uh, you know, like we think it's basically like a controller, mm. like D-pad or something like that. And that's not how it should work. It's just it's a bit more subtle than that. Interesting. But uh, we'll have to do Arkanoid or Arkanoid Two at oh, some point because I know you're an Arkanoid fan. Hell yes! And I've been looking for an excuse, and, and that's why we did Wizorb. Because you were, you were like, I want to play Arkanoid with a paddle. And you got old sort of... I did. I, I, I got very hoity about that. <laughs> you did get hoity. And I, I stand by that. I stand by the fact that I if I'm going to play a paddle-based game, I want a fucking paddle. Sure. Paddling Arkanoid, that's a paddling. I think that's true. And that's the same reason why we haven't done games like Smash TV. Because you, we just don't have the right setup. You need, a, you need a, two joysticks. You know, there's no point really playing that game. Which is funny because I, I have... Uh, Smash TV mm. for a um, for like what do you PS2 call it? The, no, no, it's the, actually the NES. Okay. But I also have the satellite four-way or four-way controller thing, so you can actually get two D pads ah, and okay. use that as and hold them kind of um, vertically, mm. and you can use that as like the directional. Ah, okay. um, but when I tried that, it didn't feel right. I, I think, just I just think you need joysticks for that. Yeah, I think you need. I think what you, we really need for that game is a good arcade port on like a modern or modern-ish console so that we can get our... Yeah, our like sticks. Uh, yeah, yeah, just get a PS2 or PS3 the original arcade. I think the original arcade... I'm not sure. There, there were some arcade games from that era mm. that actually only had one stick... But it had like a knob up the top that you that turned oh, independently oh, from the stick, and I'm not sure whether that was one of the games, okay. or if it was like a dual joystick game. Yeah. I honestly, I'm honestly sure. don't know about that, but I know there were some games like that. It's, yeah, these games that just require a very specific controller to to play properly, uh, you know, it's just hard to cover them. So I'm I'm excited to play um, some Arkanoid. Um, with you because I love Breakout, as you know, as everyone knows. You do. To podcasts, you are. I have a, bre- that, I have a Breakout kink. Your- that's your retro gaming go-to, I think, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so there was this game I used to love in the arcades in the 90s called Raiden. Raiden was one of the first vertical shooter bullet hells that I really experienced. Mm. Um, and what I loved about it, I knew it was a bullet hell and I, and I never got very far in it, but I loved how seemingly OP your ship got from all the power-ups mm. because it had to compensate for all the, the terrible bullet hellishness. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I actually got that for PS1, for a ride-in project. Nice. Okay. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to getting a second player and just just 
playing the game. I'm not good at it, but I do love Raiden. Okay. Yeah, I remember those games. Raiden, as some people call it. They're very impressive at the arcade with all those bullets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, My only problem is that it's not a... The game is not a vertical... Uh, you know, because I don't have a vertical TV. Uh, it's yeah. in landscape rather yeah, yeah. than ra- rather than portrait mode. Yes, again, another issue. There's some of those old games wanted it to be like yes in 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 a, in a, porch, a yeah. portrait, and that um, was definitely one of those games from what I remember. Mm. Um, the other the other two games that I'll talk about quickly, uh, and it's going to be quickly mm-hmm. because we're going to cover these in future episodes, mm-hmm. is uh, Taiko no Tatsujin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called in English? Taiko drum, Taiko drum Master? Yeah, which is like saying drum drum master, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like <laughs> naan bread. It's just like bread bread. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So this, you may have seen photos of Japanese arcades and you may have seen what is like basically a massive orange drum that you beat Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, basically, it's a rhythm game. Yeah, they made a smaller version of that for the PS2 and subsequent consoles as well. I do believe, especially in Japan. Uh, so I got one of these things. It's about it's about a foot. Yeah, or you know, twelve inches, or you know, I don't know, uh, you know, it's like thirty centimeters, I suppose, mm-hmm. in uh, in the new new measurements. And yeah, I don't know why I used the old measurements. That's really weird. Because we just spent like I think last episode we we spent a while making fun of Americans. For we using did. Imp- I just I, that was just like the first thing that came <laughs> into my head. Mm. Uh, and you just beat to the drum, the music <laughs> of the games, and yeah. it's like you and I played this for a good hour. I like yeah, to say we had today. a lot of fun. Yeah. You, you, uh, your wife joined in. Uh, May came in with a little little toy drum and started drumming along as well, which <laughs> is very cute. Very very cute. So yeah, we'll do that on a future episode and talk about some of the games and and what it does. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I had was uh, Denshi Dego, which was the train simulator. Yes, which we also played. It's a very obscure game. It is. Yeah. It was. It was. It's actually a lot more fun than you think because it's more arcadey than sim, but it's still very sim. Mm. If that makes sense, which doesn't, which is why we're going to talk about this game in a future episode as well. Yeah, I look forward to that. That that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. I think I got mm. the I got the controller for it, which is the important thing to play this game. I reckon. Yeah, I don't think you could have fun with this game without that controller. No, it is. It is. It's a great time though. Mm. All right. Uh, I think that's. Uh, that's basically what i've been doing in my gaming life and that's kind of like i've been doing a lot of gaming but not particularly focused just kind of playing the stuff that i've got and like going this is cool this is cool i need to play this more so there are definitely games i'm going to go back to and play a bit more but it was just kind of like a sampling at the moment nice so let's jump straight into the quiz sure uh, we're on a roll here robbie all right well why don't i just make a very weird noise that'll come up on the um on when I'm editing this podcast, I'll know when the break is for the uh, the quiz. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> well done, us. And if I don't, I can edit- actually just mark a time code, you idiot. Yeah, like yeah, 20. but I won't look at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll chuck this piece of paper out afterwards. Just burn it. Right. Never want to see that again. <laughs> there you go. All right. Brilliant. And now I won't edit this at all, and that'll all go in. Oh, God. Uh, so the quiz I see this week, I yep. prepared a great quiz for you. Is it donut related? It's not, unfortunately. Oh, come on. I'm not. Cre- I set you up perfectly. I'm not that creative. <laughs> uh, what it is... I've Things got- you can stick through a donut hole. Yeah. Your dick. <laughs> That's number one, that's, and number two, and three. That's 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 all there is, really, when you think about it. You can put them on coat hooks, but you can also pretend that your dick is a coat hook and put it on that. That's that is true. <laughs> These are all true things. 
You're saying one to one accurate. It's factual. This is well, a, I've already won this quiz. Then this is a podcast. The dick about quiz. Facts. Sorry, the donut quiz. I've already won. In your own quiz, you, the only quiz that you came up with in your own mind. <laughs> you've, you're the winner. Well done, you. Uh, good, good on you. Uh, this quiz is one I haven't done for a little while. I see. It's called. Is it canon? Boom. We need a canon noise there. I think, yeah. Yeah, no, we're not going to bother. Or the 1812 overture. Or just that charge noise. That charge. Yeah, you can. I mean, we come up with our own sound effects, so Rob doesn't have to edit them in later. Yeah, that's right. This is the good, the excellent Foley work that you and I do. God. Media production experts. <laughs> we are actually like we're legitimately qualified in that field. Yeah, yeah. I, I love doing foley work, but I love doing proper foley work, yeah, yeah. like actually going places with knives and fruits and hacking them. And that's basically what foley work is. Yeah, every time that he he quote unquote hacked me with a knife in the podcast, <laughs> it was actually just him hacking a watermelon. So sorry, spoilers. He Man, didn't actually like hack hacking me. a watermelon or punching a watermelon. That's yeah. a good sound effect. It is good. It is a good sound. Because it's solid, but it's got a little bit of wetness in there. Yeah, it's a little, yeah so it just sounds like, ooh, it did some damage. A bit, a bit moist. Some internal bleeding, perhaps. Uh, ten questions, AC. This quiz is a quiz where I read out a piece of purported video game lore. Mm-hmm. And you tell me whether that lore is in fact lore or just BS that I made up. Okay. So, let's start the quiz. Question one. Mega Man or Rockman's younger sister... Role is a robot designed for housekeeping, not fighting. She was created by Dr. Light so that she could clean up his laboratory. Uh, that's true. True. Yeah, true. that's just horribly sexist Japanese. On, on, on yeah. International <laughs> Women's Day. <laughs> We're recording this on Friday, International Women's Day, and yep. yeah. Look, what's, Rob, what's, you made it so far into the podcast without <laughs> saying something sexist. And to I be didn't fair, say this is, I this didn't say anything sexist. Fault. I just said fact. This is a fact. This is the fact that you chose on International Women's Day. I did. <laughs> uh, to remind people about the struggle and, you know, how far we, got, we have to go. You know, how far... How far we need to liberate Dr. Light, our robot sisters. Doctor, what's fucked up about this is Dr. Light made Mega Man an extremely powerful fighting robot. Yeah. You know, a, a, a real miracle of science, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Not the way I play it, yeah. Like proto, proto Man or Proton? Yeah, yep, so Proto Man. So that's, again, another one of Roll's... Yep. Siblings again, very powerful, very like you know. Let's let's call it miraculous robot. And then he made Roll, who I assume probably has like a similar skill set or abilities, but said no, 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 no. You're not going to go out there with that mega buster or anything like that. You're going to clean my laboratory, and you're going to like it. I'm going to program you to like <laughs> you it. Really enjoy it too. Fucked so, up. It's pretty weird. Um, like you could. She, he could have just made one of those little Star Wars robots that just goes around vac- vacuuming things, you know? Like, why did he have to... Why are we dwelling on this? Why did why did Roll need intelligence, <laughs> basically? Anyway, moving on. Yes, moving for on. the love of God. Question number two. In the Famicom version of the original and rather mediocre side-scroller, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh-huh. uh, April O'Neil is Splinter's wife. Is that canon? No. No, you're right. She's his daughter in that version of the game. Yeah. I knew there was something there, but I knew he wasn't the... Yeah. That... I. It's not even called Teenage Mutant Ninja no. Turtles in Japanese. And it was the first thing that came out Ninja Turtles-wise in Japan, I think. It was, yeah. yeah. And I think... <laughs> it's very strange. I think the deal with that mm. game was that... 
There were rumours been going around for years that it was a different game in production. They got the Ninja Turtle license and they changed a whole bunch uh, of the sprites. Okay. It's never been confirmed because mm. Konami are pretty famously tight-lipped about a lot of their stuff. Mm. It makes like sense. A, 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 a lot of those enemies are very weird. They are very weird. And I think it looks like they've been retconned. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I could be wrong. That could just be the fact that they didn't understand the source material very Possibly, well. Possibly, yeah. But, yeah, they decided to make April um, Splinter's daughter for some reason. Hmm. I, I assume, like, before he turned into a rat, because that would be weird. Mm, Question She's a redhead, three. so, you know. <laughs> the story. Weird hair, no soul. The mm. story to Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Moving on. The story to Ninja Gaiden opens. Gingers have no souls. Hey, hey, hey. hey. All right, enough of that. Wait, isn't isn't El Chandra? Yes. Is this just directed at El Chandra at this point? I think he's probably our only listener. And after this, probably not. Hey, <laughs> uh-huh. see, the story to Ninja Gaiden opens mm-hmm. with the father of the protagonist being killed in a duel. Oh, yep. But it later turns out that your dad isn't dead. His body was recovered and turned into a cyborg. That's true, isn't it? False. Really? He was possessed by an evil spirit and turned into the masked devil. Okay. The cyborg thing was a red herring, AC. It was. Mm. See, I've only played these games in Japanese for the most part, although you and I did do Shadow Warrior, which is Ninja Ryokenden, which is Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Uh, and we found out that that game plays horribly in 50 hertz. Yes. So we went to the Japanese version. That's right. So, yeah, I thought that was... That was tricked you there. A you bit. did. You did. You got me. I knew his I knew his father was like something in that game that appeared later on, but mm. yeah. There you go. He's the master devil. Uh, question four. In the original God of War game for PS2, uh-huh. Kratos was tricked into murdering his wife and child by the god Loki. False. It wasn't the god Loki. Correct. It was Ares, the god yeah. of war, because that's the name of the game. Points for you. They didn't start murdering the Norse gods until a bit later in the, no, no, later no. in the piece. I never went back to that game. I love that <laughs> game, but I just never went back to it. I just kind of just want to hear Christopher Judge talking. That's basically all I want out of life. You just, you just, yeah, a YouTube video Boy. would probably do the trick. Yeah. Um, There's actually a great YouTube video out there of him uh, doing a bunch of dad jokes okay. as Kratos. <laughs> That's great. Look that up. Uh, good stuff. All right. Question five. In the second Bonk game, I'm going to the sec- I'm I'm going deep dive into the Bonk canon here. In the second Bonk game, Bonk's Revenge. I like how you say Bonk. <laughs> I keep saying like, like, like some kind of sexual innuendo, which it kind of is. It kind of is. So let me just let me start again. Okay, because you right. rudely interrupted bonk. me. In the second Bonk game, Bonk's Revenge. Bonk is on a quest. What is Bonk's quest? <laughs> He's on a quest to recover half of the moon. Which was stolen by King Drool Three. Bonk really is on a Bonk's quest. Bonk is on a quest for revenge. Apparently, is it Bonk's moon? What's amusing to me is that he wants revenge for that. <laughs> anyway, is, okay, is that I, I'm going to say true. I'm yes. going to say that's canon. True. Because, yes. From what I know about those games, and I do actually own that game somewhere. I mm. do believe. Let's kind of do it. Took half of the moon and left the other half. What a dick. That's like someone who just drinks most of the milk but leaves a little bit at the bottom, and there's not enough for you to do anything with. Yeah, yeah, those people. What what would happen if there was only half a moon left? Uh, I, think I think the, the tides, tides yeah. would be, re- you know, reduced a lot, but we'd still clip- be a probably tide. Probably wouldn't get eclipses anymore. Actually, probably mess up the the whole like orbit, and something weird would happen. Like it might like sweet crash land on Earth. Yep, we need f- that. Got a little wish list of places I'd like it to land on. We can talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> AC. 
There's a giant, North America. <laughs> there's, Question there's number a giant X outside my house. So I'm just wondering what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> Question six. In the stellar N64 game, Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. Okay, I'm going to have to stop you there, Robbie. <laughs> False. It's not stellar. False. Not stellar. All right, all right. Apart from my puffery. Ignore my puffery. Okay. No no, no puffing from Rob. Uh, in, in Turok, let's just say, in the game Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, the protagonist must stop the baddie, whose name is the Enforcer, from assembling all seven pieces of the Cryoblade. Is this uh. Look, I'm just going to say false. Just because Turok, I just don't like those games. <laughs> just because you don't like Turok? Well, your instinct served you well. Your dislike of Turok saved the day for you. Uh, because actually the baddie's name is The Campaigner. And, all, and, what he wants to as- and what he wants to assemble is all eight pieces of the Chrono Scepter. So... Basically, there was just semantics in there, and I was just, I, I was just writing the fact that Turok is just a terrible game. I, I was hoping you would say no one would ever call a bad guy the Enforcer. That's a stupid name. It's like, no, no, his name is actually the Campaigner. See, that just sounds like a politician. I must assemble all the votes the camp- from the dinosaurs because there's a lot of dinosaurs in that game. Oh god, there's a lot of weird lore in that game that I might save for another day. Question seven, AC. Don't you fucking dare. Question seven. Kirby is an alien. Uh, false. No, true. He comes from a faraway star-shaped planet. Yeah, but he's or not pops. an. A- you play as Kirby he, on that planet. He's, he's not an, an alien on his own a, he's planet. He's an alien for us. Yeah, but he's on his own planet. He's, he's described as an alien. <laughs> I don't care. Look, if if like <laughs> he's on his own planet and he's doing shit on his own planet, you don't go. That motherfucker's an alien. Well, like okay, let's think this through. <laughs> So, Toadjam and Earl are aliens because they came to Earth. Yeah. They are alien to Earth. Like, that's what the, the name alien means. Kind okay. of foreign. But there's a second game where it's on Funkatron. Yep. And the humans go there. The aliens are humans. Hmm. The humans are aliens, rather. Okay. What's a game where you play as an alien on an alien planet? I'll come back to you. But I all, think, right, all right. Okay, fine. You know, I think semantics is, again. I think Kirby is an alien. <laughs> because apparently this planet exists. I, look, I, I don't know. Okay, to be fair, <laughs> if, if he comes to Earth and goes, hey, fuck, I'm going to play he that Smash game. He's just smash. sucking up things in his dirty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> dirty bastard. His dirty whore mouth. <laughs> that's right. You know what? Her, you know, Kirby. Kirby, that's another game. Kirby comes to Smash and he holds up a big sign that says, suck for a buck. Jesus. Where is this podcast we've, going? We've got, we've got the name of our episode. Suck for a buck, oh. Kirby. Whatever numeral they're up Look, to, I'm Kirby down, Ten. I'm writing down that podcast title, but I want you to know that I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Are you happy with any of our titles? No, even though I choose. I them. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you a Kirby is an alien. Good on you because he's weird and pink and a whore. Well, you're gonna win this anyway, so it's fine. But question number eight, AC. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, these last ones might get you. They might. Question number eight in The Witcher Three. Oh, God. Yeah. Because I have to put in games that you haven't played, because otherwise it would just all be 8-bit games. Hey, 16-bit as well. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Give me some credit. In The Witcher 3. Yep. The Sorceress. That's not a 16-bit game? No, I'm afraid not, AC. But I, w- I really want to see those, like, 16-bit pixely sex scenes. Yeah, look, actually, it would be great to see it. Like, just down-res those to, like, 640 before 80 or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, might improve things, actually. Yeah, Question. from what I've seen, yeah. Look, like, the... The character models are good, but, you know, like, you know, video game sex is always weird. Um, 
I just did. A, I just did a weird move. You, you did. You did. Kind of, imagine me doing the robot a bit. <laughs> it's kind of like how it looked. Like I, I'm actually imagining you just getting a PS2 disc and trying to jam your dick through it. What is it with you even sticking dicks through holes, AC? <laughs> Look, don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> yeah, like I suppose I don't have enough experience in this in this field. I need to get out there and. <laughs> Just don't go to an actual field and look for a hole. <laughs> it's going to go badly. The rabbits will not be friends of me. <laughs> but don't worry, there's coins in them. <laughs> there's rabbits. Uh, you're just, you're bonking your rabbit and coins come out. <laughs> Pet is going to get on makes, this podcast. It makes that Mario sound, that Mario coin there sound every time you... Oh, God. With every thrust. You're with me. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, thank you. Ding, 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 ding. I ain't got a one up. It's so satisfying. I love that sound. Oh no! Question. This is taking a turn for the worse. Oh, can I finish this question? Question yes. eight. Yes. In The Witcher Three. Yes. The sorceress Yennefer is said to smell of roses and peach. True. That is canon. I will not hear of anything otherwise. False. It was lilac and gooseberries. You idiot. Ugh. Lilac? Lilac and gooseberries. And, you know, it is a weird thing to say about a woman, but it comes up numerous times. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I played Witcher 1 and Witcher 2, I wouldn't find that so weird. I, that just sounds like a like a, a really off-brand air freshener. Like, <laughs> like she, spray she did my... a really bad dump. <laughs> she had to, like, cover it up a bit. Maybe spray some on her butt as well. Just to... Look, in medieval times, <laughs> you know the reason why women walk down the aisle with, a, a like, a bunch of flowers? Is because they smelt so bad and hadn't had a bath in months. <laughs> Is that really true? That's true. <sighs> so the dude didn't... No, don't bother with the dude, though. He can stink. That's yeah, fine. because that's kind of what dudes do. Double no standards. matter what you do. Double standards, I yeah, say. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. I say. Question number nine, I see. Yep. Uh, in Skyrim, your favourite game, the leader of the rebels, Ulfric Stormcloak, killed the former High King Torig by shouting at him. True. Canon. One hundred percent canon. canon. Yep. I don't care what you say now, it's canon. Correct. He did that whole thing. He did You the- know you know why? You know why? Mm-hmm. Because that guy's a fucking pussy. He didn't <laughs> use his fists like I did in Skyrim and punched a dragon to death. That's right. Yes. That is true. You are you are officially better than Ulfric Stormcloak. <laughs> Got a better name too. Look, yeah. I'm not a big fan of, of him or you, but <laughs> you punched a dragon to death. So I did. You know, I did. Yeah. That, that was the whole basis of a series we did on YouTube. Yes, we did. We I did. rocked that series. We did do that. <laughs> Thanks for reminding everyone. <laughs> Question number 10. In Toe Jam and Earl 3, Mission to Earth, the best Toe Jam and Earl game. <laughs> Get out of my house. The developers added a new playable character to the game. A female alien called Letitia. Yeah, that happened. True. True. Yes, correct. That is... To, that is sadly true. Uh, I say sadly because she was a kind of a racist stereotype. She had like cornrows and big gold hoop earrings. Yeah, look. <laughs> it was not great. Toejam and Letitia. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Is not a... Like the, the original Toejam to and Earl was kind of... Mm. I'm not going to say revolutionary, but it was, it was a pretty fantastic game for the Mega Drive. Yeah. Things went downhill from there. Yeah. I think the first one was kind of like roguelike and uh, kind of randomly based and generated and you got to find bits to your spaceship and there was funky music playing. And then they did the second one and that was a shit show. So that's just a platformer, basically. They decided, yeah. You know what? People loved that first game that definitely wasn't a platformer. 
We should follow that up with a platformer. Yeah, because they had this great isometric view for the original game. Yeah, it was like a weird sort of isometric, like with different levels, like yeah. looking for things game. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it shouldn't work, but it totally worked. Yeah, for that, yeah, yeah. and then they took everything that worked, chucked it in the bin. Mm. And said, we know what we're doing, and they didn't. I think what they thought, classic 90s move, they thought that game was popular because of the backwards hats and the tude, right? <laughs> and so that's what that's the part of the game that they preserved in the sequel. Yeah. Not the actual game part, which was the yeah. part that people actually liked. That's very um, true. Yeah, it's like Poochie. It's like, it, it's the Poochie thing, you know? It is, like, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is the Poochie of the Seeker universe. Yeah. Actually... A lot of things are the Poochie of the Sega universe. Sega kind of loved Poochie. Look, okay, I'm going to say it. You may, you may be afraid to say it, AC, but I will say it. Sonic the Hedgehog is Poochie. Look, Sonic the Hedgehog from 3 and beyond is kind of Poochie. I think he was a. Re- I think he was, I think he was kind of Poochie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like Poochie was never lovable from the beginning, whereas Sonic had a certain charm. Look, yeah, I guess. Until a point. Like, I mean, he was totally 90s. Yes. But there were some good things that happened in the 90s. Apparently, I've read in a book somewhere that was the case. <laughs> yeah. I've never experienced any of these things myself. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, do you remember Scar? That was a bad time for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Look, the world was almost wiped out by some terrible thing called grunge. I think Scar's worse than grunge, but anyway, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, but... At least Scar's kind of peppy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grunge just like, oh my God, we're like an awesome band that started off in a garage and it fucking sounds like it, you bunch of losers. (laughs) What you're saying is get some keyboards. (laughs) Can you sound a bit more like, I don't know, (laughs) the Eagles or something? Look, I almost went to a 90s party. Mm -hmm. Um the whole concept of a 90s party yeah, is weird like, to me. like wearing 90s clothes just with blood everywhere and mm. like holding a toy shotgun and I was banned. <laughs> I was not allowed to do that. You kind of won the you kind of won the party though. Really. I did. I you know, I think I actually ended up going to that party as Professor Maximilian Arturo from Sliders. Nice. Yes. That's and I think I was quite proud of that costume, but I still really wanted to go with the first one. I don't even know. Like, God. Yeah, it's weird to think that there are 90s parties now. But hey, will there ever be noughties parties, they say? I don't think the noughties are kind of well-defined well well enough. enough. No. Like, like, the 80s were well-defined. Like, And by the 90s, you had people making movies about the 80s, like The yeah. Wedding Singer, which was well-defined Yeah, by 80s nostalgia was a thing in the 90s. Yeah. 90s nostalgia now seems to be a thing, but... Yeah, but we're almost in, like, the third decade of the 21st century. Yeah. And that, like nineties nostalgia has been a thing for a while, but like mm. those people who grew up yeah. in the two thousands are coming to a point where they have nostalgia for certain things along their timeline. But it's line. not like a decade; it's not a particular. Yeah, it doesn't know. seem like it to me. It doesn't seem well defined. I think but- it's just a symptom of the internet homogenizing culture, so that like those sorts of like very distinctive things just don't happen anymore. Like. You're never going to... No one... What, in the old days... In the old days, AC. Yes, yeah, yeah. Everyone used to watch the same shit on TV because there were like five channels and that was all you had. Yeah. So you'd come in the next day to school or work or whatever and you'd all talk about the show and everyone watched the show. It was a touchstone, a cultural touchstone. And like The X-Files was a fantastic piece of 90s. Yeah, like for example, The X-Files, like everyone watched that. Yeah. Love it or hate it. I was not a big fan. No, but I watched it and it I was actually it. pretty shitty. <laughs> um, 
you know, and, and that doesn't happen anymore, really. With a few exceptions, like, there are some, like, every now and then something on Netflix will blow up to the point where everyone watches it. Yeah. Game of Thrones is yeah, a yeah, bit of a cultural yeah. HBO, touchstone. Yeah. But for the most part, that is rare. And most people are off doing the little niche things. And it doesn't know? define a decade either. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think you're right that the internet probably has something to do with it. But, you know, we're old fogies now and there might be people who grew up in the, in like the 2000s whose first console was the PS2 mm. and, and can really well define the musical style, which is an important thing for a decade. Yeah. And, you know, like the games and the pop culture for that. And we just, it just totally passed me by. And yeah. to be fair, yeah. Like, I spent the overwhelming majority of that decade in another country ignoring the pop culture of that country. So, that's right. So, you you have a good excuse, whereas I just literally just stopped caring about pop culture at some point. Yeah. Um, but I will I will say, like, there are some distinctive early 2000s things, like like frosted tips and that kind of thing. You know, God, I, I actually did have frosted tips. Yeah. Three-quarter pants. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, three-quarter pants. Yeah. And I loved those, and it traumatized one of my friends like i'm not gonna say like friend of the show because he's so far behind and listening to us oh man uh but uh andrew hicks mm. uh like i used to wear three-quarter pants and i had zips to make them actual shorts but oh, i kind of nice. enjoyed wearing them just because they were kind of nice mm-hmm. it's like oh my god you're gonna regret that so much later in life oh my god that's so horrible and he still brings it up to this day and it's like i don't care it was kind of comfortable i kind of liked them yeah, they're dorky, but you like, know like, we all wore shit like that. Back if you then. want to avoid like ever looking like out of out of date, if you just want to wear a suit constantly, that's probably. <laughs> but even then, people will be like, "Look at that '80s suit." So you can, really, there's no way to avoid it. No, I mean jeans and a black t-shirt. There you go. That's that's your yeah, blue jeans, black t-shirt, maybe boots. Like you know, like brown. boots. Now you're just sounding like Daria. Because like, like any sneakers will just will oh no maybe Converse sneakers like really classic timeless sneakers you could get away with that you could I mean yeah there's there's there you go there's your the time lat- travelers outfit the latter half of the the twentieth century you could get away with you could most go back to that. like the seventies wearing yeah, that and you'd 60s, be fine yeah. maybe not sixties well you know like greases and stuff like that would wear similar things yeah I guess so yeah. all right so uh, tell me what's going on on the I'm ready. Gunner, damn it! <laughs> I was giving you a chance there. I no, thought no. I'd catch it. I was ready for once. AC. I was ready with my promo read for the Gunner. Gig okay, tell us what's going on. Well, I'm sure everyone is waiting for this because, damned if I don't, this is my favorite part of the podcast, and I do listen to every episode, and I laugh so loudly on public transport. <laughs> the Pop X Cast, which I think is how you say it. How would you say that? I'd say Pop X Cast. Pop's Cast. Pop X. Cast? It's probably Pop X cast, but all right. Yep. Uh, all right. We'll workshop the name of this podcast off air. <laughs> we'll, we'll give them notes after the show. <laughs> we'll we'll just say, Look, you guys have got it wrong. <laughs> I don't care how you pronounce it. We're Australians. We'll 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 tell you how to use real English. And the most recent episode of the Pop X cast, AC, was mm-hmm. episode eighty nine. Marvel slash Netflix discussion. Punisher season two. Aquaman review. And more. Whoa, they're really packing it in into their podcast. I think I think Punish has been cancelled since then, unfortunately. Uh, oh, um, recovering from the holiday break, Pop X makes its return in 2019 with a very hot topic concerning Marvel's departure from Netflix and the future of our beloved hero superheroes from the streaming platform. We offer insight into the future of Marvel's streaming sagas, as well as review season two of The Punisher. A film review, ugh, a film review of Aquaman, and so much more. AC, so much more on the Pop X cast 
which is a proud member of the Gunning Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. It is. A, we are very proud. I uh, just want to say, though, mm-hmm. Punisher, not really what you'd call a hero. Well, he's an anti-hero, actually, I think. Mm. Well, you can call him an anti-hero, but he's just a fucking murderer, isn't he? Well, I mean, that's kind of why I never... Look, I think the demographic for, like, the Punisher is, A, people who think it's rad to shoot people. <laughs> B, women who think... Well, no, anyone who thinks this guy's hot. I think there's a, there's a sizable demographic that think that the Punisher dude so, is yeah, hot. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't just restrict it to women, you know. He's a lovely looking man. I'm sure he's a, a very gentle lover as well. Um... <laughs> Or three, people who are just really into the Punisher and just need, Look, need that. I know for a fact that know? there are some really good Punisher stories mm. out there. Mm. Um, but the, the whole basis for the character is that he's just basically a murderer. I didn't like it. I, I mean, I watched him. I watched the season of, of Daredevil where he makes an appearance. And I didn't think he was an especially endearing character. No, I mean, but he's not meant to be. That, that, that's the thing. Like, he, like well, I'm, I mean, endearing him is I just didn't want, I didn't want to know anything about him or mm. see anything about Look, him. If there's, if there's one version of the Punisher that you really don't want to know about, mm. but is kind of worth the watch just for the cringe factor, mm. is Dolph Ludgren's Punisher from the 80s. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. For better or worse, it is what it is. I have a kind of love for shameless 80s action movies, you know? Mm. This this goes... This is B, mm. with a capital B. Mm. Okay. Well, I, I probably won't check that out, but <laughs> thank you for recommending it to me. I just, I just hope that Disney bought the rights up to that just to destroy it, and then at one stage, it'll just make some sort of weird revival, and Disney will try and bury it, but... Yeah. All right. Um, it's weird that Disney owns The Punisher, when you think about it. When you th- yeah, when you think about it. Pretty, I, I don't disagree with that. It's pretty weird. Uh, so, with that AC, why don't you tell the lovely listeners about our show and other things related to that topic? Our show? That topic? Okay, sure. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Game Life Balance podcast. Yes. He's hanging his head in shame, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I, I'm bad at segues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Speaking of segues... No, that didn't work. Yeah, Damn okay. It. Speaking so you, of... Just, just... Okay, I'm muting your side now. I have that power. Um, you can visit us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com where you'll find links to our podcast feed and our sh- sister, Shishta Show. Shishta Show. Shishta Show in the, in the US. Um, hopefully they're going to start up again soon. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with those guys. Yeah, I think they're dead. <laughs> Probably Trump dead. got them. Trump got them good. Trump got them, finally. <laughs> he tracked them down. Um Look, bunker. I'm at Prod Tally, and I have heard rumour that mm-hmm. the GLB Australia Twitter account has had a bit more activity recently. Yeah. I'd like whoever is in charge of that, and I know it's not Chad because he's fucking dead, to keep that up. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like whoever's running that account finally like connected that account with the Twitter app on his phone. Yes. It's almost yes, like that happened. Almost like that, and he should keep it up. <laughs> Hint. Hint. Kicking him under the table. We'll see. Right now. We'll see what I can do. Yes, I mean, that, whoever that is. Whoever that is, indeed. It's no, it's not, not Chad. It's not me. Or Chad, he's dead. He is dead. Did we, wait, did we kill Chad? Very dead. Chad is so dead. Remember the law. His parents came around last week. It was actually really tragic because I wasn't at home. They had to, like, you know, <laughs> confirm that it was indeed their we, son's corpse. They just wanted closure, apparently. Anyway. Pussies. We didn't give it to him. No, we didn't. No. Tell them to fuck right off. Uh, I might be making a guest appearance. In fact, I probably will be making a guest appearance on uh, Manga Mavericks, a uh-huh. popular manga show podcast uh, in regards to Urusei Yatsura. So I will give you more details uh, next time. Yeah. I'm looking, very much looking forward to that. So thank you very much for listening. I'm AC. I'm Rob. 
and we'll see you in two weeks. We won't see you because this is audio based, but we might see you because we're creepy and looking through your window right now. Hey, baby. <sighs> Hi. Gingers don't have souls.